1: Never
2: gonna be the same. Oh, boy. This town ain't never gonna be the same. Uh, same after Project Down and Dirty this year. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show. I think we're all excited about this, right? Oh, yeah. I
1: feel good about this. I think I do too. This is good.
2: That's a nice change. It feels good to feel good, doesn't it? Yes. I,
1: I think that one of the things that gives us the most, um, Ajita. Anxiety, mm-hmm. unease leading into it. I, I think, and I'll tell me if I'm wrong, is the aspect of it being a uh, sleepover. F- for me, that feels like, oh man, it's just, it feels <laughs> like a very long work event. Whereas when you get to go home at night, it feels like a work day followed by another work day. And then in this case, we get to work on something fun am i on an island there Uh, oh no you're exactly right i
0: don't (laughs) mind
2: the sleepover thing the only thing that i mind about it is having to find someone to care for my animal Mm -hmm. and that's a big ask for somebody to take your dog for five days you know when they already have dogs and so for me i'm like whatever i could sleep anywhere i don't care
1: yeah. yeah, I oh.
0: can't. That's my problem. Oh. I have such you bad can't even somnia. sleep at home, right? So when I have to do something like this, I'm like awake all night, and then to get up and do the morning show, it's just yeah, like a, it's tough. Exhaustion.
2: Yeah, I get so. that. But this is going to be fun. In case you have not heard, Project Down and Dirty this year is classic radio drama. It's a comedic version, which I like, of War of the Worlds mm-hmm. by Orson Welles. Um, Love it. Everybody knows that one, right? Yeah. I kind
1: of, I I know of it. I'm not going to pretend like I know it. Are you I never know. Listen
2: to it. No.
1: In fact, oh. this morning I believe was my first time hearing it when I was like, let me hear what this sounded like way back when it came out. And boy, do I feel like there are a couple of uh, stick them up yeah, oh, opportunities totally for you, right. Donna. Oh. oh, my gosh. That might be your only line. They might just write you as the stick them up yeah lady throughout the the whole thing. Oh,
2: my God. I love it. I am going to go back and listen to this because, I mean, I haven't heard this since I was in college. Wow. I don't think. When
1: did it come out? Like originally? When? This is old-timey radio. 39 or something?
2: 39. Yeah. During the Jeez. war. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Which is
0: was a mistake of epic proportions. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was the best prank ever. Although Did it some confuse people? people? Oh, oh, God. I mean, there yes. were a couple of, unfortunately, people died by suicide because oh, they thought it was gosh. real. 32 million people listened to it. If you want oh. to listen to it, I have tweeted it okay. out the the hour-long broadcast, the original Oh, one.
2: fantastic.
1: And so we're going to be doing sort of a satirical retake. We've got a wonderful, talented team that is going to help uh, reshape this into a comedy that I, I I believe is appropriate for our times. And it makes good sense, right? You know, the, the anniversary of the War of the Worlds broadcast is October 30th. That will be the day that our project Down and Dirty culminates this year. In 2020 feels kind of like a war of the world it sort does. of a year and yes. so there's some poetic uh, justice to all of this <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah and we're all of course working to raise money for uh, charity i know you guys on the morning show are working with little brothers uh friends of the elderly a yes. great organization we're going to be working with alina health care for givers um you know helping people who are caregivers within right. a line of system who may need, you know, have come upon some financial hardships. So Awesome.
1: It'll be awesome. really,
2: really feel good to to help them out because they're putting their, themselves on the front lines. And
1: you know, it's going to be fun. Um, now, it's, it's obviously different. We didn't even know if Project Down and Dirty would happen at all this year. I mean, it was I, I was sort of surprised whenever the notice came through about a month ago saying, hold these dates. And that's all they tell us, just hold these dates. They don't tell you what's going on until the morning of. You heard it this morning at 7 on the morning show. But I like that we're going to be we're doing it at the building, at home base. We're doing it yeah. in the Hubbard building. Like We've too. got these different studios. And so uh, we'll actually you know kind of be able to see one another. Because I had a feeling that it was going to be all virtual and that we were all just going to be broadcasting from our homes, essentially. And yeah. so the idea that it's coming together and there will be a meetup, each night is fun
2: yeah, I think so too. I'll be good. Yeah. something to look forward to. So of course you can follow all the shenanigans on all of our social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter um, and it'll be uh,
1: really fun. but is Kenny gonna be a part of it?
0: That's oh, what I want to know I don't he's he's was very quiet this morning. he's trying to avoid it. Oh, okay. when I told him that when the original broadcast aired, and a couple of people died by suicide because they were so scared. Yeah. He said, that's my part. That's the guy that oh I'm going to be. Gosh, okay. So that's his feelings <laughs> oh, towards it. I thought
2: it. Jason wanted that part. <laughs>
0: oh, <geez.
2: laughs> that's so wrong. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was one of those events where they made the announcement that it was a dramatization. I thought throughout the broadcast. No. really not kept enough. kept missing it. <laughs> yeah exactly so um yeah people didn't hear it they tune in they think it's a real news report and <sighs> then
1: we and then think about this my talkers you like they used to be back in the 30s on the night of October the 30th you'll have a way to gather you and yours all around your iPhone but let's pretend it's the old-time radio and you can sit around and get some cozy blankets in the living room and then listen to an old-timey radio drama turn yeah, the TV I off sit this. down little candle light and Listen as we tell you a story.
2: I love it. It's great. Uh, uh By the way, today is Redhead Appreciation Day. So make sure you call up Colleen Lindstrom later yes. today. Yes, sure. oh, she's is a our redhead. favorite Redhead. She
1: is. I know. HR mandates that you have at least one on payroll. <laughs> We've got Kelly Hansen at TCL. She's there.
2: Oh, my gosh. I love it. Hey, how'd the dog do? Your puppy.
1: <sighs> Sorry. I just got a fur in my, uh, my uh, hair in my mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's old timey radio, right? Yeah,
2: sure. Right, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get a little ahuga.
1: ga <laughs> I want to. I want to work with the sound effects person to lay down some original sound effects.
2: Oh, I think that's Catherine.
1: All right, K Bone coming your way. K <laughs> Bone. <laughs> um, I think the night went well. I, I believe it was the first dry night that we've had in the crate. <gasps> Yay. And And here's how I, I did it. Um, I set an alarm for the breeder had said, you know, he'll probably be able to go about six or seven hours at night. If you, as long as you shut off food and water a couple hours before you go to bed. So then I set an alarm for five hours after he went to sleep. So I set it for 2am, my alarm went off. He was still asleep. I just woke him up. We went outside. He peed. He pooed. We went back inside. And then he woke again at 4.10, but still hadn't messed in his crate. Took him out again. We did both rituals again. Yay! And then uh, and then stayed asleep until 6.00. So the fact that there was no pee in the crate was great. Now, was there pee in the uh, little playpen area this morning? Sure there was. But we're getting there. Do when have, in doubt, do have, take him out.
2: Do you have... Oh, I like that. Do you have pee pee pads?
1: Lou um just got some pee pee pads yesterday. Here's the trouble with them though it's tricky you you don't want to have to wash material if you have your dog sleeping in some sort of a dog bed or if you have a cushy mattress down in their crate you don't want to have to rewash that over and over again so there's an advantage to putting the pee pee pads down. That being said, you also sort of stymie the speed at what you're trying to house break them if you give them a spot to do it in the house while you're also trying to reinforce this idea of we go potty outside and so it's a little
2: oh see and i both see directions. it as just in case of an accident, which is happening anyway, I wouldn't like direct the dog to go there.
1: That's how Lou sees it, too. She just doesn't want to wash material over and over again. The first you know, three nights, we were sure. washing towels and all these materials. But I've heard multiple trainers say, just be wary of that. If your end goal is trying to get them to go outside, sure. this, what you think is convenient in the moment may actually be inconvenient down the line because then they're like, oh, this is sort of teaching me I can also go inside Got if I it. can't get outside.
2: Did you get a bell?
1: I haven't got a bell yet, but I want to get a bell.
2: Get a bell. I'm going to get a bell. If you don't have a bell, I think I have a bell.
1: A lot of people have been talking about the bell. We used to have a bell in studio. We had two in the Twin Cities Live office. They made us get rid of both. (laughs) We were ringing them too much.
2: Uh, That makes sense. That happens.
1: I'm looking for a bell. Hey, our Facebook question today. Yeah, it's a It comes from the, uh, the brain of Donna Valentine. Thank you. What's something you love to eat, but hate to cook?
2: That's fun, right?
1: That is fun. I wonder what we'll... uh Everything? I bet you as we go through the list... <laughs>
0: Everything. <laughs> yes.
1: Anything that has to get to temperature. I bet as we go through the list, we're going to feel inspired. It's going to make us want to do something at dinner tonight. Well, I no. oh,
2: I, I hope that? you're right, Steve.
1: Uh, probably um, not. Well,
2: probably not. But I hope you're right. When we come back, though, you've got some fun facts.
1: I do. But any time that you contribute one or Don throws one in there, I want to give you the right-of-way. Okay. And so you have... We'll lead with you. You have an interesting fact. About our president, that some folks might not know.
2: Exactly.
1: And so we'll go from there uh, into why Dalmatians became firehouse dogs and everything in between, things that make you go, huh? Coming up next on Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Good morning, welcome back. Donna
2: and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. (laughs) I'm honestly thinking of quitting. (laughs) Oh, please.
1: What? I oh. mean, please
2: continue what you were going to say.
1: To, um, just to go on the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing here with all of this talent that you guys hear day in and day out on the guitar? And I'm like not gigging.
0: Yeah. Does anybody yeah. yeah. out there
1: want me to come gig there? I have a flat fee seventy five hundred dollars per <laughs> sesh, <laughs> and I would love to add oh to my, the guess ambiance. Oh my phones blowing up. Are they so, blowing up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I figured. All right.
2: All, none of what them. What a great
1: song. You remember Story of a Girl? That song when it came That's out? That's a great song. Steve. Oh, gosh, I like that song. Yeah,
2: it's good. Yeah, it is a Story of a Girl. It's good. All right, I'm going to do <laughs> it. <sighs> okay, me go first. Me
0: go wee
2: wee. Me go wee wee. Uh, Donald Trump, our president, is the first president since James Polk, 1845 to 1849.
1: God rest his soul.
2: Who not? What do you think?
1: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I know what it is.
0: See his reflection in a mirror. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think Don's right. Okay, I don't, I think, don't think that's, that's right. right. I right. think I, right. I think I'm right. I think I know what it is. Okay, I think it's the only the only person uh, to become president to not hold any other form of public office.
2: Oh. Oh, that's a good one, too. That's got to be right. It's wrong.
1: You are wrong.
2: He's the first president to not have a pet while in
1: office. No, ma'am.
2: Since oh. Polk. Polk. Get out of town. You get out of town. Polk. Isn't that interesting? I heard
1: that the Obamas had a soft-coated wheaten Terrier. Is this true?
2: No, they had a um, Portuguese water dog, I believe. Ugh.
1: Oh. I mean, it's fine if you get that. I did get it. Oh, that is a pretty dog that they had. Yeah. With, uh, with wearing like the white boots. It's like an Oreo. Hmm. It's got black. Are you looking at a picture? Am I, I looking at the right dog? I... That thing is white cream filled in the center. It's wearing white Uggs and the rest of it is dark brown. That's an Oreo, my friend. I thought it
2: was a black dog.
1: It is. Well, dark brown, black, whatever. Um, you looking at this dog? It's an Oreo I'm not, dog.
2: I'm not looking at it right you now. you got to look it up. Um,
1: look up Obama dog.
0: Obama, family, doggy. Do you? I thought maybe I. It was so quick that you pulled it up. I was like, he typed Portuguese water dog that quick. <laughs> I was literally just sitting here thinking. About I actually,
1: that. I actually did Obama soft coated Wheaton terrier. Wow! <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, Don. Honestly, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you very much, uh, Don. Are you seeing the picture now?
2: Uh, he had. They had two dogs. They had Bo and Sonny. Oh. Well, and look at the one that looks is all like an black. Oreo. Yep, they're really cute. They're adorbs.
1: Are you agreeing that it looks like an Oreo? She's...
2: Sure. It looks like an Oreo. Thank you. Gosh I just want God. a part-time dog. Oh, uh, I can help
0: you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just you want have... to have a dog for a couple hours a day and then give it back.
1: Do you have room for 140 extra pounds of... <laughs> Pure love on is your that couch. How
2: big, buddy? No, he's More like or less. he's like he's lost a few pounds, so he's like eighty. Whoa, eight, eighty really? pounds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don, a... Oh my gosh, you could take him for the weekend if you want. Absolutely, little oh, buddy boo. He's a little buddy boo. I'll
1: give you an um, overnight shift. You're awake anyway. You're insomnia. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> you could hang with the puppy. That's great. It's not exactly the shift that I wanted. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. Maybe.
1: I know, and they're very adamant. They tell you like, don't play with the dog at night. Whenever they wake up to go. Potty, you cannot turn it into 2 a.m. playtime. Right. You gotta be very military about it. Uh huh. Oh gosh, I found a new trainer online last night, too, by the way. Oh. There's a lot of interesting training methods out there, and they're not all the same.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind
1: all of this is Chris Jenner
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You're gonna elaborate? Do you want me to?
2: Not really.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dalmatians became firehouse dogs in the 1800s. Because the fire engines were pulled by horses back then, and Dalmatians got along with horses better than any other breed of dog.
2: Oh, that's interesting. But they don't use
1: Dalmatians. You don't see a Dalmatian often at all.
2: Yeah, you see them on fire trucks still.
1: Are you nuts? What are you talking about? You hear the fire (laughs) engine going, there's a blaze at an apartment down the street, and you think there's Dalmatians?
2: Like in parades?
1: But outside of that, during the other three hundred and sixty-four days, besides like the Fourth of July parade, you don't just see a Dalmatian.
2: No, no, no. Where are all the Dalmatians? Go to a dog park; you'll see every breed.
0: Steve, how oh much my is God? He's <laughs> good typing, typing, typing. Oh MC my gosh. Was a fireman for eleven years. I, I don't think they had a Dalmatian. Uh, Dalmatian. At their station. I'm
2: a little. I I get a little afraid of Dalmatians because I once dog sat for one, and it mm. kept like giving me side eye. Oh. And then it would climb on the couch and start humping me. Like
1: oh. on my
0: back. <laughs> he wanted the side I was like, Will she be into this? I know. And if I made any eye contact with the dog, he would just <laughs> come over and make it.
1: this. Uh.
0: <laughs> oh. I, I heard Jason this morning talk about a lady and her chihuahua. I'm talking too like, sexy to it. <laughs>
1: weird. Oh, she that was she talking was, weird she was to
0: it. Yeah, it made him uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: Oh nice. <laughs> oh my god. I'm seeing that for a Dalmatian you need to budget um one says five hundred to seven hundred dollars, the other says seventeen hundred to five thousand dollars for a Dalmatian.
2: Are they that rare? They
1: must be endangered. You don't see Dalmatians. No one has a Dalmatian.
2: Um he- That's not true. There's, I guarantee you, we have a listener with a Dalmatian.
1: I'm sure there's one of tens of thousands of people that have a Dalmatian, but they are such, for how marketed they are publicly and commercially, you rarely ever see one in the wild, like like actually walking with a family in a neighborhood. So there's a Dalmatian conspiracy, gang. And you can be (laughs) blind to it if you want to, but I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. All right. Rock the vote. I don't know what that means.
2: They're from Croatia. Dalmatians? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. No, cool, ma'am. They're they um, they're breeds of pointers and a spotted Great Dane.
1: Interesting. I think dogs
2: go in and out of fashion, you know? Yeah. People have, sure. you know, there's just
0: trends in dogs.
2: Right, like every doodle is, you know, very trendy right now,
0: all the doodles. Yeah. That coat is so soft. That's why it's like a little teddy bear.
1: I know if you oh. tell someone you got a new puppy, they almost just ask, "Oh, what kind of doodle?"
2: Right, right. Right. So true.
1: Many deaf people who have schizophrenia don't hear voices in their head. This is true, they according to the internet. Some see a pair of disembodied hands signing in their mind.
2: Really? Oh, because they're deaf.
1: Ram that in your brain hole and let it soak. All
2: right, right, will do. we Will do.
1: There's also only one country between Norway and North Korea. So how about that geography? It is Russia, which is a giant country. But still, you didn't think that's wow. how maps worked?
2: Wow. Thank you, Steve. Those were fun. Okay. Um, when we come <laughs> back, we'll tell you... Home on Dancing with the Stars Not exactly who you might Think went home or should have gone home We'll get to that and more coming up next You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 107.1 everything Entertainment want to remind you guys about Project Down and Dirty classic radio Drama this year It is a comedic version of War of the Worlds by Orson Welles oh boy This is gonna be fun to see how this all Comes together it's a reality show on the radio. We're not going to live together. We're going to sleep in our own homes each night. But but um, we'll video
1: chat all night long.
2: All night long. You
1: mm-hmm. can watch any of our live webcams as we yes. sleep.
2: It's like I'm brother. surprised yeah. they didn't think about After that.
1: After dark. Yeah, let's not get many late ideas
2: here. Yeah, yeah Steve. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be October 26th. That's a Monday through Friday the 30th.
1: And we're going to have an actual uh, table read on Monday the 26th when we all get our scripts. We will have been assigned parts. Um, it's going to be great. I mean, it's, it's going to be great.
2: It's going to be great! Jason's
1: going to play Orson Welles, right? He's got to play Orson Welles, don't you think? Isn't Orson Welles the narrator throughout the whole thing? Who knows yeah. how it's going to be rewritten, though. That's true. Done! You make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the parts are. I don't know what the coveted parts are. I don't know what the you're on payroll, we had to give you a part parts are. We'll find out.
0: We'll find out together. What we do know is that esteemed writer Jeffrey Hatcher is going to be writing the script. Mm.
1: I mean, like, we don't mean he's done a couple of high school musicals. No, no, he has done uh, like legit, like books, screenplays, all of it. He and he has, you know, written works for Sir Ian McKellen and Dame Helen Mirren. And so only fitting that he would fall to this point at some point. <laughs> and now he'll be writing for, you know, dummies like us. Yes. Yeah,
0: he did The Duchess starring Kieran Knightley. Uh, Knightley. He's done Stage Beauty starring Claire Danes, Casanova starring Heath Ledger. Oh, my god! Uh, we have The Good Liar yeah. starring Ian McKellen and Helen Mir- Mirren, like you said, and hmm. Mr. Holmes.
1: Isn't that incredible? He, uh, he's worked for Sir Ian McKellen twice.
0: And Laura Linney is also and Laura in that. Linney. Man, that's great, that's, Laura, Donna. Those are just the that. screenplays. When
1: you okay, here is what we did. What's his? Tell me his name again. I am so sorry to be. His on name
0: air. is Jeffrey Hatcher. We're going to
1: get to know Jeffrey. Okay, um, you have been told, Donna, that you look like Laura Linney. So, right? Uh, sure, we'll go okay. with that. So, what we're going to do is you are just going to first day you see him,
2: <laughs> Jeffrey. Yes. yes! Queen! Dog, what up no don't do that that's not Uh, how she would talk just figure out
1: just like jurassic park or whatever (laughs) and then go and hug him
2: okay i'll do that steve thank you anybody still watching dancing with the stars no i just watching the the headlines (laughs) yeah
1: that count (sighs) so we i mean everyone was thinking Carol Baskin, who I'm sure good good for their ratings, right? They had really big ratings, the biggest that they had had in several seasons for their first night. She's gonna go home, right? Right? Yeah, she's so
2: bad. Right? Yes. Right.
1: Wrong. Wrong. She did not go home. Instead, NBA legend, too tall to dance, Charles Oakley. Oh. Go bye bye. Oh. Now, so here's what it came down. It was uh, Charles Oakley who got a 15. Sky Jackson got a 15. Carol Baskin had a 16. They were in the bottom three. Then they decide the bottom two. I don't know how they do this on Dancing with the Stars, but the bottom two becomes Carol Baskin and Charles Oakley, and then the judges had to make the call. It was Carol by a split decision. Car- Ann Nava voted mm. for Carol Baskin. Bruno Tonioli. Voted for Charles, and then the final deciding vote is the new judge at the judges' table this year, Derek Huff, who voted for Carol Baskin. Mm. She's still on the show, gang. You get another another week of her. I don't know if the uh, the attorney's office that's looking into the death of her former husband. I don't know if they ran another ad or not. I'm assuming they blew their budget week one. Oh
0: gosh, right.
1: But <sighs> it's a, uh, it's a weird thing. So Carol Baskin, I don't know if I could pick her out of a lineup. Hmm. Like, I just, I, I, I know her name and not who she is or her face. She's
2: kind of like a groovy hippie chick.
1: Where would she hang out? Um,
2: <laughs> she'd be hanging out with, like, Stevie Nicks. Mm. You know, she's probably a witch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's,
2: like, got a flower um, crown around her head, and she's got long, straight hair. She looks like she's straight out of, like, the 60s.
1: Okay. Is the flower to offset the murder, perchance? She doth protest Mm -hmm. too much. Look, I wear a flower. What do you think? I'm killing someone?
2: Spit (laughs) up my water. Um, That's (laughs) fine. I don't know. All you cool cats and kittens. Um, Can we talk about Ellen for a second? Yes. Yes. Because we got an email from Anita. What up, Anita? Anita! Anita! Anita said she listened to our segment when we talked about Ellen's apology yesterday, and she said we could not have been more wrong with our evaluation.
1: Oh,
2: Ellen was sincere and truthful with her apology. Hmm. Anita goes on to say that both of us are very rude about people, but anyway, and <laughs> hey. we need to apologize. I, Anita, Hi.
1: I agree that I think Donna owes us both an apology, <laughs> and I'll hang up and listen.
2: You know, anyway, listen. But the reason I, br- I have a reason for bringing it up because. I mean, there's a story today about how her employees, uh, or ex-employees in some cases, um, kind of were unhappy with her apology. One former staffer said when she said, oh, my summer was great, and that was supposed to be funny, Mm -hmm. this person thought, it's funny that you had a rough summer because everyone was calling you out on, you know, all, all of the toxic work environment, and now you're the one suffering Right. So I see that point. Mm, mm-hmm. Another person said when you're talking about people who have accused her leadership of sexual m- m- um, misconduct, sure. I don't think it's appropriate to have jokes in the monologue. Mm, right.
1: Yeah. I think as I've had a little time to, to think about it, though there were portions of it that I appreciated. I did, you too, know, and, uh, and respected. For sure. um, and we mentioned that yesterday. On the whole, it kind of felt like there was, if you let's think of it as a, as a cocktail. And if the apology was the liquor, you put the liquor in, and you could have just had whiskey neat, and it's like, whoa, everybody feels that there's a real apology there. It felt like they put about four ounces of water in the mix, yeah, and then yeah. it just sort of diluted it. And there were one too many punchlines for me. Like I said, if you want to set the table that way, I think that makes sense. But then you have a really good opportunity. I don't, I, I get it. If if that's the rumor today, that the staff is like, hey. Six minutes, uh, which included probably six or seven jokes, um, doesn't feel like the sort of apology that we were looking for. There could, you could have spent more time of like, you know what this has caused me to do? because even the part where she was introspective and said, I'm also impatient and all that, that is that is good and honest, and I applaud her for that. Perhaps, though, the one step further is she sits down, and there aren't jokes at this moment, and you do another 10 minutes where there aren't jokes, and you say, you know, so here's some ways that I've looked into to my leadership. I can think back to days when I was probably just so crabby and spoke to someone ill and didn't mean to. You could have unpacked that further. It was more, you know, she's a comedian, and so you write... A line. You do a setup and then a payoff, a setup and sure. a payoff. And it felt like even the apology sort of followed a similar formula where there may have been a better opportunity to just go a little yeah, deeper. Yeah, that's
2: all. I mean, I don't think she should be canceled oh, yeah, or no. anything like that. And, you know, I'm not in her shoes, so... I don't know that I could have done better.
0: I don't think that anything she would have said would have gotten 100% seal of approval. Yeah. For sure. yep. you, anymore, you can't do anything right. Yeah, People are That's ready to pounce true. and criticize it no matter what it was. She could have had every person who accused her of something and interviewed them, and people still would have had a problem. I think the thing we forget is that there might be excuse me, lawsuits out there because this was something that happened sure. in the workplace. Oh, there sure. are HR issues, sure. and so she probably can't get any, into anything yep. Yep. too in-depth because she's going to incriminate herself. Right. Sure. I yeah. I wonder, I would have really liked to see her sit
2: down with, uh, I don't know, Robin Roberts and let someone interview her. And have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. and just talk about it. and Because... Then you get a feel. It's not a performance. It's just a discussion.
1: Yeah.
0: And the whole virtual... There was no audience. It was a virtual audience there. Right. So it's not like she had to entertain live people in a studio audience. They could have done a format like that. Aired part of the broadcast that was pre-taped, like you said, with somebody like Robin Roberts. So
2: then it's like a conversation and it's not... You don't feel like... She's going for laughs.
1: You know what I it guess. felt felt like, I guess, a, a, a little bit? Um, and you're right, Don. Nothing nothing. any of us do any day in mm-hmm. any format will ever please everybody. No. You know, just... Certainly not an apology in a public one at that. It felt a bit like, you know, Toby's got to go be from This Is Us. Yeah. It felt You don't like how he inserts a punchline. It's like, okay, dude, do we need jokes right now? Like yeah. we're having a serious moment. The music yeah. just hit. Just chill out. It felt like a, a Toby version of an apology where she. I, I, maybe she thought the audience needed the relief and needed a punchline. I don't think she sure. did. Or maybe she just she needed, needed that. She needed the relief. But I think you could have just, that would be my critique, is I, I respect the fact that she took time out of her show mm-hmm. to address it publicly. Because you're, your name's on the show. You could just keep moving and say, "Hey, you know what? Welcome to a fresh start, boy." I think they're all th- things that we wish from twenty twenty would go away, and I'm ready to make the rest of the second half of this year better than the first half, or whatever. She could sure. have done it even lighter. Mm-hmm. So I respect that she did it, but she stayed yeah, I think in her comfort just, zone. Is she what could she did. have, and, and I think in a, a, an apology is usually best received when you sense someone's discomfort. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. because that represents that they are. They're no longer concerned with how they might appear in this situation. The primary concern now is how they made you feel. Sure, mm. wanting to yeah. write that wrong.
2: Yeah, all right. Yeah. That's, all. that's all we were saying, Anita. Okay. <laughs> hey, Anita. <laughs> our backs, Anita. Yeah. Hey, Anita. Do me a quick
1: favor and grab it. <laughs> no, I we're just that. kidding. That we're kidding. That, Anita, we love you. Thank you. Um, by the
2: way, I see a note in our show outline that has to do with TV, and
1: <laughs> you don't even want to talk about
2: it. Nurse Ratchet.
1: Which you crushed yesterday. You uh-huh. said it's just get just, rid of I it. I just can't.
2: No, it's just, it's, it's, it's too out there. It's well, out there.
0: it's getting a second season. The uh, You didn't yeah. finish all of it, but apparently there's a cliffhanger at the end of season one. Mm. Sarah Paulson did an interview in a press conference. She said she doesn't know. It's driving her crazy because of the pandemic. They don't know when it's actually going to happen, oh. when they're going to continue because also Ryan Murphy has a million projects going on. Yeah, right. So she doesn't know, and it drives her nuts because she knows people are waiting for when season two is going to come out, but there's just no date yet on that. Oh, my God. It, why?
1: Hey, Donna.
2: Oh, it's just, Steve, it is so gory and so out there and so violent. hmm I just, I want to watch it without that. Like, I wish there was an app for that. Can I, Steve? Can
1: I? I I, I hear you. Th- there is an app you could get VidAngel. You could watch it without all the gore and drama.
2: I can watch a TV show without all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was
2: just for movies. TV oh!
1: shows, movies, they How do much a bunch that of cost? stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. What is it? Like ten bucks a month, something like that.
0: A month.
1: I know. I'm sorry, Donna. Quibby. But to is your point,
0: dollars a month. Okay,
1: Quibby lady. Easy
2: <laughs> there with the Quibby. It's
1: a it's a fair critique though, <laughs> that that you have, Donna.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna go. All right. No, no we're gonna no. come back. I saw something, so I'll say something.
1: Oh, geez, what's what's getting you upset now?
2: Nah. No, nothing's getting me upset. It's just uh, the CDC has put out some Halloween guidelines, and I know people are trying to figure out how to execute Halloween this year.
0: Mm. Execute. Good. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Discussion, um, I
2: will uh, tell you <laughs> what they're saying. And then, speaking of costumes,
1: there's a guy dressed up as a chipmunk chipmunk walks into a store you'll never guess what happened next Ooh. I'll explain when we return it's don and steve on my talk we are,
2: welcome back thank you for listening despite you, that guys. noise it's the donna and steve show <laughs> on my talk 1071. everything entertainment it's donna it's steve it's Dawn. hi hi hey hi if y'all. you see
0: something say something
1: oh that is catchy huh <laughs>
0: Time for If You See Something, Say Something with
1: Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something, come on and party tonight.
2: Halloween is coming. How are you going to deal with it, Steve?
1: I'm probably going to trick or treat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. The CDC came out with some guidelines. Yes,
2: they did. So
1: we we'll have to, you know, we have to. It's like you have to let that marinate and let people talk and individual, you know, cities figure sure, stuff out, figure sure. out, and then new ways to safely do things will pop up.
2: Yeah. Well, door-to-door trick-or-treating and costume you know. masks and parties are very much discouraged due to this. the pandemic. They can Mm. be high-risk activities for spreading viruses. So, they are coming up with some safer alternatives to participate in Halloween. Okay, what do they have? Okay, well... How can we get candy? Okay, so (laughs) that is not really... A concern? Yeah, they're saying you could do... You could include, like, carving pumpkins and decorating your home.
0: We already do that.
2: Outdoor Mm -hmm. scavenger hunts, virtual costume contests, host a movie night with household members. They also say that um, during uh, doing a a scavenger hunt where kids are given lists of Halloween-themed things to look for as they walk through the neighborhood outdoors... From house to house, admiring Halloween decorations at a distance. Oh, how lovely that be a fun. Web.
0: They also this say... This would look so much better if I was eating a Reese's peanut butter top right now. Moderate... That my mom checked first. So there are...
1: <laughs> Keep going, Donna. We're listening.
0: Moderate <laughs> risks. Hmm.
2: Um, one way trick or treating by exchanging goodie bags that are placed at the end of a driveway. Here you go, Dawn. That's fine. Or That's the fun. edge of a yard, having a small group outside for an open air costume parade. Where, obviously, you social distance. Um, you keep it outside. They also say don't. They, they don't think kids should be wearing costume masks because they can't replace. Cloth
1: masks. So they're saying, like, put a cloth mask under your face mask if you're wearing a face mask, essentially. That would do it.
2: They're warning against that because it's dangerous, because it might make it difficult to breathe. So they are not suggesting that. But they're talking about an open-air, one-way, walk-through haunted house where... Um, appropriate mask use is enforced and people can social distance but they go on to say that if screaming will occur greater distance Uh, is advised
1: uh, oh wait a minute wouldn't wouldn't a haunted house have more risk than outdoor trick-or-treating and just because of the outdoor versus indoor situation not to mention haunted houses generally attract an older crowd uh, which is more negatively impacted by coronavirus than younger children are who typically trick-or-treat. Yes, I'm just that is that true. Out there.
2: They're just saying that if you're going to be super spooked, you need to say uh, stay six feet away from <laughs> the next person, unless they're in your household, of course. They say don't go door-to-door trick-or-treating. Don't attend crowded indoor costume parties. Um visiting haunted houses or going on hay rides or tractor rides with strangers is not, you know, mm. on the low
1: risk. I wonder if it's different. What if you stick with your family unit while you trick or treat? You know?
2: Yeah, but we're going to encounter other people.
1: Yeah, but you encounter them outside. You do you, Steve. I'm just saying I, I just here's my point with the CDC And no, I'm not an anti-masker. Save your emails. Send them to Donna, actually.
2: Yeah. I'll just read them on the air. We've
1: had enough experience with the CDC at this point that things change. We hear one thing one time, and Mm -hmm. then the next month it's something different. So if you feel some sort of fatigue from what the CDC is saying, Uh, and then you don't immediately bow down to whatever their new recommendation is, I get that. I'm with you. I want to be smart. I want to be safe. But there, there's there's so there's so many inconsistencies oh, with so what we are allowed true. to do and not allowed to do. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean we're allowed
0: to do.
1: It's more. No, you're going to get more germs if you go to Target than you would if you're outdoor trick or treating.
0: You know, the CDC put something up the day before last and then took it down. Yeah, they did a couple hours. They said it was an error, but some of the professionals out there said it wasn't an error. That they've known this since May. And that there was pressure to take it down. And it was about the airborne. About, yeah, that they can actually, that air droplets can hang in the air and they can travel more than six feet for sure. And they're like, we've known that since May, but we're not allowed, they're not really allowed to say that. And then they took it down. It's like, well, what do we believe anymore? I know. Yeah. And then, like I said,
1: guys, you see, there are, there are just, like, if you can, listen, and I, If you had to say, Steve, are you more on the side? If you want things to be more open or more closed, I would say more open. That being said, let's just look at these two things. So I've been to uh, like a sit down restaurant one time. When I got there, I'm allowed to take my mask off when you're at your um, table, Mm -hmm. whether or not you're eating with someone from your household or not. And so then you're inside and you're not wearing a mask, but they're telling you not to do an outdoor activity where you are wearing a mask. I just struggle to see. It just doesn't make like intellectual sense all the time. And I get it. I'm an idiot compared to health experts. I understand that. I understand that it's very serious. But the the inconsistencies uh, that we have all experienced throughout this, and you can see it in, you know, stores that were allowed to stay open, stores that were allowed to stay closed. One was in the name of safety. The other was in the name of what? Safety? I don't know. It's so, just if weird. you took
0: your kids, like, would you feel okay about I would think that if I had little kids, this would be okay. If you took them trick or treating to places that had candy, like out on the driveway, you stayed away from other kids. Like, and you I made think that's sure what and you'll tell see. them don't get up in groups with other kids that you don't know. Don't go to the door while yeah. other kids are there. You right. know, maybe just if people just put it on their porch and had a megaphone with a
1: light shining that says, We're watching you,
0: only <laughs> take one. You know that's what I mean? That's the biggest risk, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stealing candy. Don't I bet steal you you'll bowl. see a
1: lot of that. Yeah. I bet you you're going to see a lot of that. And then parents who normally would let your kids free reign and they're just running through that, we're now more so going to be like, hey guys, wait for them to come down. They mm-hmm. just got their candy. Let's wait. Give them space. And the kids, by and large, are, are pretty smart with that stuff. So yeah. um, I think that they will find a way to to safely do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you remember there was a family a couple weeks ago, and they set up this candy distance delivery service for trick or treating it involves pvc pipes yeah, yeah
2: that's a great idea and then too. it's like
1: oh happy halloween and then you throw a few kit kats down the pvc pipe boom drops in their bag that's pretty sure. fun.
2: sure
1: i bet we'll find a way we'll
2: find a way you just you know just be careful okay just be careful all right when we come back i just watched a performance of the dixie chicks on uh, one of the late night shows whoa talk about laying it all out there mm-hmm. we'll discuss in the beat coming up next